Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm your host, Matthew. And, uh, yeah, we'll start off spoiler-free. We'll go to our rating system. And then we'll get into spoilers later. Very, very, very easy must-see. 10 out of 10. As well as a little... Don't know if you can hear that round of applause. This this was absolutely incredible. This was absolutely incredible. Um, you know when you feel like a film just really sucks you in, and even even with a film that is two and a bit hours, two and a half hours, I think, and even with a film that has got a lot going on, there's a lot of characters, and I don't, I don't just mean all the cameo Spider Man stuff. Um. The fact that the script here manages to hold itself together and not divert off or sort of lose its focus or anything like that. Not only does it not do that, it just makes everything shine so much, this film. Um, There was points where I kind of wondered where certain things were going and then those got rewarded. It, It was an interesting kind of structure to it because it starts off somewhat simple there's some somewhat simple parts in this and you you go in with a certain expectation as to what this film might be which obviously I did how can I describe this it's a it's the way this film gives you sort of parts of things parts of stories different lines different conversations And how, by the end of this film, how all of that really cleanly and nicely links together into this just emotional, beautiful, incredible story. Um, And this wasn't just, oh, look at all these different Spider-Men. I mean, it does do that to a degree, and it's really, really fun when it does. And yes, there's lots of cameos and there's lots of Easter eggs, but the film doesn't get distracted by that it really surprisingly manages to kind of stay on the tracks, have a bit of fun along the way, and it and it and it just keeps itself going. The end of this film I thought was incredible as well. Um this is uh, as somebody who grew up with Spider-Man. And I want to mention something about Peter Parker in a minute as well. Uh this this feels like a true proper love letter. I mean, I love Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know which one I think is better, this or No Way Home. They both kind of do different things, and the different things that they do, both films are very, very, very good at doing what they do, but they do different things. But, yeah, this was kind of like... Because for some reason, and I kept thinking about this, the first film, Into the Spider-Verse, because you've got Into, Across, and Beyond. Those are the, 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 the trilogy didn't really um, hit me quite so much. This one definitely did. And I remember because the the screening I went to today for the different cinemas that I look at for options, this was basically the last showing. And I'm so, so, so glad I did get out today and saw this on the big screen. Um, What other good things are there to talk about? There's a lot of conversations in this film that there's a lot of the same type of conversations which are these sort of classic spider-man 
emotional scenes and there's five or six of them maybe and it doesn't feel like a repetition it doesn't feel like a crutch that the film's leaning on because each conver- each of those like deep quiet conversations and emotional conversations they each serve their own purpose they're each put into the right section of the film and you can you can just you know and you can just feel two characters having a conversation and you can feel the emotion of it um it it pulls that off incredibly well the action i just thought the the cleaner quality of animation here i thought was better i, I remember what one of my sort of like knocks against the first film and again, that was like, what, 2018, that was a long time ago, was that when the action happened, and there's a lot of multiverse sort of stuff going on sometimes, it felt a bit too busy. Like, I couldn't quite see specifics of certain, like, mechanics in fights and stuff. I didn't have that problem at all here. Uh, maybe I need to go back and watch the first Into the Spider-Verse. Um, but the action's really, really great. The way that everything's pulled off is really, really good. Um... And it has a perfect combination. Because with something like this, a very, very long film, a lot of characters, a lot going on, you've really got to balance certain things really well so that nothing gets sort of left behind. There's not too much of one thing. And the film doesn't feel like it's dragging. Oops. And the film doesn't feel like it's dragging. Um, and the way, the way the, the flow of this film, not just the structure and the pace, but I guess those two things together with the flow of this film, how this film goes from reveal, conversation, action, heartfelt moments, not, not in that particular order, but like those are some of the things that are put into scenes, how that all sort of flows together. It never feels like it's doing too much of one thing or too little of another thing. Um, there was emotional moments, really funny stuff in this film. There's a couple. Of, there's a couple of ways that certain reveals happen in this film. Some of them are really sort of deep and heartfelt. Others are like surprisingly funny at points. I can think of a few different ones that I can't talk about yet because of spoilers. Um, so that was great. And just, I just, yeah. Um, of all the films I've seen so far this year, which there's been a lot of films this year, I think this might be the best film of the year and maybe my favourite. Right next to. Pixar's Elemental, and A Man Called Otto, which was all the way back in January. Um, the other ones I've really enjoyed are things like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, as well as a bunch of other ones that aren't coming to mind right now. Um, but, see, because you've you got to judge, like, okay, what were your expectations for a film, and how did it meet those? Like, if you go in thinking something's not going to be very good... And it actually is a lot, lot better than you expected. You're going to enjoy it on a really big plus level. My expectations with this were sort of... All I'd heard when this film came out was like... This is the best Spider-Man film. They've like pushed the barrier up. They've kind of done all, 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 the, all these different things. Um, and like, wow, they topped the first one by like triple the standards. I, I just heard... The, the highest of the heights. I hadn't really heard any complaints. Apart from a few nitpicky things. And I was like. Hmm. Is it going to be that good? And. As I've been trying to plan when to go to see this film. I've kept watching the trailers every now and again. And also just to refresh myself on the trailers. And I was like. From these trailers. This looks really incredible. 
but I just didn't want to, sometimes it's not, even if you are really, really looking forward to something, sometimes it's not a good idea to go in with just, I'm going to be blown away by this. So I'd had my expectations very high, but still just tempered them a little bit. This just blew my expectations, it exploded them, if that's the right word to use. Um, Because I'm I'm not surprised by how good, how incredible this film is, but it was nice to come away, because sometimes it's disappointing, right, when you, when you watch something, and all you hear is good things, and you yourself are excited, and you go and you watch that thing, and it just doesn't click for you for some reason, I'm sure most of us have had that experience, I'm so glad that that didn't happen, um, I fully get all of the, all of the praise for, uh, for this one, um, but as I said, like, I saw some comments about, oh, this is easily way better than No Way Home and all this kind of stuff. And look, you know, when we come out of the high of watching a really good film, you think it's the best thing you've ever seen. And so there might be some of that in there. Um, I just think No Way Home and Across, got to remember which one is, Across the Spider-Verse are a bit different. They're both fantastic films, absolutely phenomenal films. They're probably the top two, at least for Spider-Man films. Um, I just think they're a bit different, so I'll 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 have to think about that a bit more because it's been two years, well, two and a bit years, almost no, almost two years uh, since No Way Home, and it's been like an hour since I've seen this film, so uh, I'll have to think on that more. But they're both spectacular films. Um, there's tons of great Easter eggs. There is some really great callbacks to stuff, and in terms of general Spider-Man world, sort of things i don't know how else to describe that it's it, it's it's a proper love letter to spider-man um damn this was good damn this is, this this one was really really good um also just a couple of nice little things as well obviously uh as i mentioned before i do like to watch stories about characters who come from different backgrounds to myself uh so obviously going to back to miles because although there's a dozen characters in this film this is miles's story um Culturally, I thought this film was very, very interesting and uh, an experience I enjoyed. There's some really great music in here, uh, some great sort of cultural different music, which I thought was very, very good. Um, so I enjoyed those scenes. And it wasn't something that was forced. It wasn't something that was shoved in my face. It was something that was very, very, wit- very well written, if I can speak properly. Um, there's some moments between Miles and his mom and his dad that I thought were incredibly well written. I mean, the writing, I've not even mentioned the writing because it's just standard with a film like this. That The the, the way this film is written and just, just, it's just a really, really great puzzle piece. If you think about acting or voice acting, I suppose, in this, in this case, which is still acting, uh, writing, direction, the script, the, the pace, the flow... The structure, the story, the way the characters are displayed, uh, each character's story. It was just... And I wouldn't describe it as a perfect film, because no film is perfect. And there is one one very, very tiny nitpick that I have with this film. But by the time I'd finished watching it, it wasn't even on my mind anymore. I'm, I'm going to mention it in the spoiler-free section in a second, it, it's not a spoiler. But, you know, when you really, really, really enjoy something, and you're thinking, okay... You loved the film, but was there anything that stuck out? Like, but that that just goes to speak to its quality because if you have to sit there and think about something that's bad, it just means the film's even better than 
whatever. There were two occurrences in this film, and maybe there's actually an explanation, and maybe it just kind of went over my head, so it could be a me thing. There were two scenes in this film, two moments in this film, where I thought a character's spider sense, spidey sense, was supposed to go off, and I don't know why it didn't. I don't know if that's a mistake, or something that I didn't notice, or there was an actual reason for that. I'm not quite sure, but those are... Four seconds worth of scenes in a two plus hour film. So by the time we get to like the really big stuff at the end, I wasn't even thinking about it. But at the time, I was like, wasn't your Spidey sense supposed to go off there? And it didn't. But it takes nothing away from this film. I'm just trying to be, you know, fair and just tell you what's on my mind. That's all I can ultimately do, isn't it? So if you haven't seen this film, absolutely go and see it. If you've got the chance, because I know that the the screenings for this are starting to go away a little bit, because um, other films are coming out, and obviously Barbie's dominating things. If you have the chance to see this on the big screen, absolutely do. I'm very, very happy today that I got out to see this, because I don't know after today, at least for my local cinemas, if there were any more screenings. Um, for some reason, it took me ages to go and see this, but there's been other stuff going on. But I'm very, very glad I saw this on the big screen. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, yeah, go and, uh, I, I, I'm very glad I didn't watch this at home. Um, because sometimes, you know, some things are worthy of the, of, of the big screen. Anyway, that's pretty much it for the spoiler-free section. Um... Got some interesting stuff to talk about in the spoiler section. Uh, but if you haven't seen Spider-Man uh, Across the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse, obviously watch those two in the sequence that you're supposed to. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll look forward to Beyond the Spider-Verse whenever that's going to be. Obviously, there's all the strikes and stuff at the moment. So we shall see. I'm sure it will come out eventually. Uh, but um, not going to be anytime soon. I don't think. Um, anyway, um, if you've seen this film or you haven't, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments? Are you more excited, less excited? If you have seen it, do you agree? Do you think it was not as good as what I'm saying? Do you think it was even better than what I'm than what I'm saying? What do you think anyway? Um, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Excuse me, Twitter, eTalkUK. And there's information in the show notes. In the meantime, everything else on EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. We're doing a bunch of stuff at the moment. Go check it out. Podcast platforms, entertainment talk. Word of mouth, social media, or listening to more podcasts is how you can support us. There's also Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Look at that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news, journals, cancellations, pickups, air dates. Uh, Geek Town Radio is on, on Tuesday, so there should be one today, later on at some point. Uh, and geektown.co.uk for all your news. Bex over on Twitch and other platforms as well. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S for retro... Uh, no, not that stuff. Um, yeah, retro chat game and other streams. And me, Twitch, eTalkUK. I did a little COD stream yesterday that was cool to do. Um, and uh, YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. All right, this is your first spoiler warning. Take a break. We'll come back and jump into spoilers. I'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. 
uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, it's time for spoilers. If you've not gone away yet, and if you've not seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, this is your last chance to leave. But hey, we have a bunch of other podcasts you can listen to in the meantime. Alright, what do I want to talk about first? There's nothing sort of like... What do I want to talk about first? I guess I can talk about the ending first. Things started really ramping up. You get all these Prowler reveals and stuff. And I'm sitting there, and I I wasn't thinking about how much time had passed. But I was like, okay, you're clearly leading into uh, Miles, who is Spider-Man. Miles wants to save his dad. Obviously, there's the moral conundrum of, like, what that will do to the multiverse, all that sort of thing. I was like, okay, you're going into some pretty big stakes right now. Where is this going to finish? Like this film, where is this film going to finish? And that's one way, that's one great way to do a cliffhanger. So Gwen goes and gets her own um, spider team. And I couldn't quite keep track, and it it was fine, of like which type of spider person, I'll just say spider person because there's men and women uh, in in this film, um, which of them had and hadn't showed up, and like Black Noir, Spider Man, or Spider Man Noir was there at the end. There was Spider Pig and all those kind of people. I was like, ah, okay, you, you you're not you're not quite gonna get to this like big thing yet. But I suppose 
Because you've got into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, beyond the Spider-Verse. What does beyond the Spider-Verse mean? And I kept hearing about how this is a multiverse film. And there's all these cameos. There's so many really great cameos as well. Uh, we have to see what, if any of them lead to. Beyond, so what, what could, so if you go from the ending of this film... What could Beyond the Spider-Verse mean? Does this mean you're going to bring in other characters that aren't Spider-Verse? So if you're going beyond the Spider-Verse, because by the time you get to the end of the film, we've basically seen every single Spider-Man, barring Andrew and Tom, because we even saw a little thing of Toby, didn't we? So I don't, I don't know how much more into the Spider-Verse you can possibly get, because you've really explored that. So... I wonder where they're going to go with that. That's going to be interesting. But that was a really, really good cliffhanger and a really good way to sort of get excitement for the for the third film. Because you clearly have this big finale of like him hopefully saving his dad. But what does that mean for the multiverse? There's still so many things to go over. But that's what the last film is going to be for. And I do believe this will finish as a trilogy. Uh, just to go through some of the cameos. Donald Glover as Prowler was great. There was Yuri Lowenthal, Spider-Man... There were so many other ones. There was the classic, like, animated Spider-Man. There was all sorts of different ones. Um, what was the other ones that stood out? There was also the bit with... Uh, what was his name? Spot. He turned out to be a bigger villain than I thought he was going to be. Like, a much bigger villain than I thought he was going to be. But he's, he, the idea of him is very, very cool. And I don't... I didn't know anything about that character. Um... Puts his head into the Venom verse. That was Mrs. Chen, I think, from from the shop. So that was an interesting scene. And then the Lego uh, universe, which I heard was animated by a fourteen-year-old kid. If that's true, then that fourteen-year-old kid has got a hell of a lot of talent. So good on whoever that person is. Um. Because I'd, I'd briefly heard, like, oh, there's some sort of Lego thing in this. And I tried not to look any more into it. But, because sometimes you wonder when we get these little glimpses of other universes, how far is that going to be taken? And I suppose the thing for a film like this now is, okay, if you connect even one single MCU character to this, it makes it canon. We had... A that glimpse of that Venom scene in No Way Home, and we've had we've had a character poke his head into a universe that has been part of a universe, kind of sort of this MCU. We also saw, I mean, there was the reference to Doctor Strange, wasn't there as well? And there was also because um, also they they looked at all their Ben uh, Uncle Ben's that, that died, and there was the glimpse of Toby's Spider Man. Now I'm not looking for like, oh, this needs to be connected to the MCU. This this is fine on its own, and that's the whole purpose of the multiverse, which is you get different stories in different Earths. That's the whole point of it. Um, but that, I I was kind of thinking in my mind, the next film's called Beyond Beyond the Spider Verse. To me, that means something outside of Spider Man. Because Into and Across is still relatively the same. Because um, there weren't that many references to like other Spider-Man characters other than Doctor Strange. But because I, I don't I don't know how much they'll delve into the into the other stuff. 
But that's also how you do a multiverse story really, really well, is you do these kinds of things. Plus all these different Spider-Men are from all different Earths anyway. Um, so that was quite well done. Um, what else did I talk about? Uh, you've got kind of a moral question posed in this, and I don't know what the right answer is. So you have a, you have <clears throat> a conundrum that Miles faces, which is, okay, your dad is supposed to die. If you save him, it will create an anomaly that will potentially kill more people. It's like a trolley problem, isn't it? Uh, do you switch the track to Miles's dad and kill him and the universe continues as it's supposed to? Or do you save him and risk lots of other people? I suppose for Miles, because he doesn't trust Spider-Man 20... I, I guess thing that was Spider-Man 2099... Or a bad version of him anyway. Because he doesn't trust him. He's like no I'm going to save my dad. And I loved how that linked into. Because um, Miles' mum. Like, they, they, they all know there's something going on with Miles. But they can't quite get the information out of him. And she says to him like. Hey no matter where you end up. Make sure. That. Uh, like if somebody tells you you don't belong here make sure like that that doesn't you know if like that that's not true basically um and when the 2099 spider-man tells him near the end of like you don't belong here my mind clicks straight back to that scene there wasn't even like a you know when sometimes characters reference something and you'll get a flash a quick flashback scene just to remind you of what it is didn't need that and it didn't do that and um, but you can see something like tick in Miles's brain of like nah my mum told me not to not to believe in that and he's and he's right to because he does belong there because he is Spider-Man um and him just saying like nah I'm gonna do my own thing I thought that was a really really great way to link that that's another one of the good ways that they they sort of do that um so I thought that was great but what what is what is the right thing for not just Miles, but any of them to do in that situation. Do you let somebody that you love die because it will create? Other, if you save them, it will create an anomaly in 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 a multiverse, which could be even worse. So I I, I don't know that there's a right answer to that because I mean, you can't expect like from Miles's perspective, you can't expect him to be like, cool, I'll just let my dad die then. And I, I liked this sort of, um, how they introduced the stakes of that and everything. And what I mean is, obviously there's the massive chase sequence, which was incredibly well put together. Um, and you've got Peter and you've got Gwen. They're doing this tug and pull thing, right? Of like, they don't want to piss off Spider-Man 2099 because that would be bad. And they know that he's right because obviously the history of what's happened. But they can't go against Mars because he's their friend and miles isn't miles isn't in the wrong you you can't in that situation from what miles had gone through and like all the secrets and stuff you can't have expected miles to just be like okay i accept i'll let my dad die he's not gonna do that and you understand you understand him and you also understand the other side f from the villain kind of of like i can't let you save him because it will create a mess and they try and go through and explain that to him, but you can't expect Miles to just agree to that. Like Miles understands the severity of that, and so do so did um, 
Peter and Gwen. But what do you expect Miles to do about that? Um, and he wants to get back home. Um, and then they explained. It didn't quite. It didn't quite fully click in my mind. What what he meant was like. What was it that he said? That like you're you're the first anomaly because you got bitten by the wrong spider. I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. So okay, so he he's the first anomaly because he was talking about anomalies and obviously with 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 where we're at in the MCU and stuff and like you know some things that have happened in Loki. Okay, basic multiverse thing. If you do something that changes the course of something, it will spiral spiral into a different branch of a story and it will get messed up basically right um so there was that to it as well so he wasn't supposed to get bitten by that spider which created the first anomaly which kicked all of this off which is an interesting way to do that story because you never really would think of that because um, okay there's different multiverses there's different Earths, there's different Spider-Men and Spider-Women and whoever um, but them getting bitten some one of them getting bitten by a different spider that they weren't supposed to yeah that's that's very very interesting I'm curious to see if they like what else they do with that but I thought what they do with that the way they use that in the story was uh, really quite smart so what else is there to talk about? Lots and lots of heartfelt, emotional conversations. Lots of funny conversations. Uh, I don't need to go through all of all of them. But you had obviously Gwen and her dad. You had all the many conversations between Miles and everybody. Those are all really, really good. Um, yeah, those 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 were quite brilliant as well. Um, you've got the reveal scene. So, like, because... I know Gwen says to him, like, okay, if you tell your parents, it might not work out for you, because obviously it didn't didn't work out because of what happened in her story, which is fair enough. I understand her perspective. But given Miles' life and, like, his parents know he's lying to them, but, and they're try they 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 punish him now and again, and they also try and be really fair and try and listen to him, but he can't really tell them. And then there's a, the twist, which was really great. Um, he he tells his mum, but it's not his same mum because the, there was like no Spider-Man on the on this earth. I thought that was a really really great great twist, and like the pacing of how that worked out was really really good. Um, but like because that Earth's Miles had become Prowler. Um, because his dad had died, so you got like a different story there and stuff. So again, you've got a lot going on in this, and I'm surprised how straight they managed to keep things, how sort of clean they told this story. Because things like that can get very, very complicated very quickly. Um, what else is there to mention? Because um, that was kind of the story, right? Which was absolutely fantastic. Um, there was Miles and his friend. He was playing the Spider-Man game. I was trying to look to see. It was it the Miles game or was it? Who knows? Maybe that might have been Spider Man too. Could have been. Um, I didn't quite get to see which Spider Man he was playing as, so I don't know which game that was. But that was quite incredible. And like Yuri Lowenthal's Spider Man was in this. You heard him very briefly connecting all these multiverses together. 
I'm just trying to, I'm still just trying to think what could be on the Spider-Verse B, and I'm talking about, you know, the game, and there's the MCU. I wonder, maybe not in Beyond the Spider-Verse. I, I feel like there should be some, I don't know what you would call it, right? Some, like, ultimate Spider-Man film where everybody's in it. Tom, Andrew, Toby, you're a low-fold Spider-Man, Miles. Um, you do this big, you do this big, big ambitious mix of all the live-action stuff, including Donald Glover's Prowler. Um, you do all the animated stuff because they've. We're starting to get to a, a very interesting point in comic book films where we have had a little bit of a bridge. Between some of the animated universes and some of the even some of the game ver- universes now, and the live action stuff, I wonder if Marvel and or Sony, whatever whatever it's going to be, I don't know who's got the rights to like everything. Um, and you you include Venom and you include Morbius and Silk, like everybody in one big film. Uh, it doesn't have to be like the end of the Spider-Man universe or anything. Just something that goes even further than that. Something that goes beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, I wonder if you could do that. Um, that would be that would be like the next big thing to do. As much as I love what we did here, and what we did here is still very, very, very ambitious. But we keep like within Spider-Man: No Way Home and the game and what the, what we got certainly what we got here in this film. Heck, even, even go deeper into the Lego stuff, like, that still works. Like, do Lego, do animation, do live action, and just go wild with it. Not, like, unfocused. Do, do, do Try and write it as good as you've written this. Make it a focused film. Um, and, yeah, there's some bad parts in there, like Morbius didn't do well, Venom's not really great, and all that kind of stuff. Heck, you could even include Tom's Venom, the old Venom... I can't remember his name from Venom 3. Sorry, from uh, Spider-Man 3. And include the game's Venom. Have like have have all of it on screen. I, d- I don't think that's quite gonna happen. But um that would be that would be quite incredible. So um But no, this was awesome. This was really, really awesome. I'm just what one of the most surprising aspects is how they all how they managed to stitch all of this together. There's so much in this film. But I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel like I had problems keeping track of things. And like who was where and all this kind of stuff. Um, Because if you watch the trailer. And Spider-Man 2099 is the main villain sort of. But I thought Spot was going to be like a one scene thing. And that was a really really delightful surprise. Um... Because if, if you watch the trailer and, like, you see the bread scene and that, you think, oh, he's going to be just some sort of funny, quick little thing. But he's no joke of a character. And I suppose that lent into a story of, like, I'm not some sort of joke. And what you did, you know, and there's there's a revenge story there and stuff. I thought that was that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I think that's everything I can remember um, from this film. I, and I just... Wow. They they pulled off something really quite incredible here, and you can get a bit of an idea as what happened, what might happen in Beyond the Spider Verse. But I wonder because there's kind of three sections to this film, obviously beginning, middle, and end. I I, I didn't mean it in that way, but three 
stages to this film. You sort of get back to Miles' story, you carry that on, then you get Spot, Spot involved, that continues that, then you get really deep into the actual Spider-Verse stuff, and it's this three-set arc, if you want to call it that, that just works shockingly well. And, okay, you can look at Beyond the Spider-Verse and think, okay, you're going to deal with the whole Miles saving his dad, Gwen's team, 2099's team, and all that sort of thing. But what's going to be, like, the big piece to end it? What's going to be the Beyond Spider-Verse, like, part of it? So, very excited for that. Anyway, I think that... I'm really trying to think if there's any other bits and pieces or, or scenes or parts of this film that I'm forgetting to talk about. I can't think of anything else. But, um... I'm, I'm just blown away. I just... Yeah, this this is the best film of the year, I think, so far. Then about my fate if it's my favourite film, because favourite are best and two are two different things. But um Well Yeah. You did it. You 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 did a big thing. Um it was awesome. So that's that. Um so what's next for Entertainment Talk for films. Uh, Gran Turismo is coming out this weekend-ish coming up. I'm looking to see that. I might watch the new TMNT. Obviously, there's Oppenheimer and Barbie. I might see those. Maybe. Um, There is... Well, the Marvels is all the way in November. What's the other film that's coming up? There was something else I was going to see. I can't think of what it is right now. Uh, but yeah, we'll deal with Gran Turismo next, and then we'll kind of go from there. So that's that's that. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Goodbye.